Happy Friday, Bills Mafia. Welcome to yet another episode of Friday Night Forecast. I am your host, Travis Blakesley. And as always, I got my two friends here. We'll start with Herm. They play to win the game. Buffalonian. How you doing, Herm? I'm doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to Kansas City and Buffalo Bills. That's right. And uh, back from his... Uh, his 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 northern territory excursion we have evan zinger how you doing evan i'm doing fantastic travis and i have said wedding tomorrow so i'm not particularly well i'm, I'm nervous about it even though i'm not the one getting married no well, just wait till you're you are the one <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. well we're, we're happy to have you back uh cody filled in nice for you but uh we got the crew back together. All right. For the uninitiated here on the Friday night forecast, we give you our breakdown takes predictions, stat lines, you name it for the upcoming game. And uh, this week we're going to be diving into what is probably everyone's most anticipated matchup. Uh, we finally get our shot at revenge against the Kansas city chiefs after losing to them twice last year, once in the AFC championship. Uh, if you if you're out there watching, we uh, would love if you like, subscribe, and share. Just get uh, more views, more traffic. And uh, if you're not able to watch live, you can always catch us on any any audio podcast platform. Just uh, search for the Cold Front Report, and uh, you can get all of our shows. Uh, we'll keep pumping out a couple couple shows per week. So uh, you know, send us a nice review. Check us out there. Uh, let's get into last week's game, the 40 to nothing thumping of Houston. Um, I mean, what more can you say? It was a little rough in the beginning, a little turbulent, but uh, overall, I believe we got the outcome we all anticipated. Dominant defensive performance, great run game, which uh, I know a lot of Bills fans out there are kind of, slamming the table for so uh we'll get into alan alan's performance uh how did we think he bounced back after that adversity herm i think he did a great job it, he took what they gave him he hit a couple of long balls uh but he looked good i was very impressed and happy uh from a personal standpoint but he did a i thought he did a great job in bouncing back from uh, what looked like a couple of mediocre games, and there were there were a couple instances in this particular game. I think uh, mentioned to you guys a little bit earlier before we came on the air. They tell me I'm greedy because I thought we could we should have put up 60 in terms of finishing drives, but he did a great job, and I'm looking forward to him having an outstanding game Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, like you said, it's not the fastest start to the season, but I I really appreciated the way he kind of reeled and reeled it in. I mean, the the weather got a little better as the game went on. Evan, you believe that uh, the weather had anything to do with that start, or uh, is that just uh, another one? You know, the crowd can can we put into the, the the not being able to play with fans? Can Josh Allen not play under inclement weather as well? Well, I think. Some of it you could argue is with the weather, and some of it you could just argue is Josh being Josh. And holy crap, there's my hair is like freaking poking up at the end here. That's freaking awful. Um, <laughs> my bad. Um, 
but no, like there were a couple of plays I saw from him that, you know, you, you couldn't really attribute to the weather, which I I really didn't like. Um, he had that uh, uh, he couldn't the one snap he couldn't handle from Mitch Morris where it was it was Allen like pulling back early. It wasn't like a miscommunication. It was just on Allen. Um, you know, it's another thing. You're not always going to get away with those. And then there was the the really bad um pass that was almost picked off by uh christian kirksey in the end zone there That's that he right. tried to he tried to float into gabe davis um but he made his usual like stupid really good throws uh, especially the one where he ran around like a chicken around like the 40 yard line and then threw it like 50 yards down like air yards down the field to digs um uh and he cleaned up his game as it went further on i would say um, by terms of solely by terms of like a mechanical standpoint and accuracy standpoint, because nowadays I feel like when Josh makes a mistake, it's not to do with his accuracy. It's to do with his decision making. And that's something I still want to see improve. Yeah, you bring up great points. Also, I'd like to add that little QB sneak that turned into a you know, 15, 16 yard game. That, that, that was, was a pretty... blast. That was a fun play. Was... Yeah. That was savvy, and uh, uh, I think he ended up on angry runs for uh, the, the DDT <laughs> of that uh, Houston player. It's a, it's, a, it's a bulldog, okay? It's a bulldog. Yeah, they're bulldog, yeah. Uh, moving on, the O-line. We had a shakeup. Uh, we got to see our first start from Spencer Brown, and obviously Ike Buckers uh, subbed in there for John Feliciano, uh, but the move to to get rid of Ford and uh, Darrell Williams inside. I'll start you. uh, I'll kick it over to you, Evan. How did you like the, first of all, the personnel decision to uh, move on? And how do you think they performed? Uh, Well, first off, I think they performed. I'll say they performed poor to who they played against. Like, I think they overall performed like, okay, but still not anything great. my opinion of Spencer Brown, uh, probably the same, I would say. Uh, my bigger concern here, and of course I'm going to find any way to just crap on Cody Ford as much as I can, but, and, and granted, this, this is partly due to, to Brandon Bean in the front office not finding um, any solid uh, guard depth or anything like that, is that if you bench Cody Ford, you basically messed up the or, or took a massive gamble on that entire side of your line because you're shifting Darrell Williams over. He in particular I play thought played not well at all. Uh because right tackle is by far his his more comfortable position. And then Spencer Brown is, you know, another raw athletic project. You can't accept expect him to be spectacular by his fourth active game. Um so yeah, like again, this has this is I I guess this is just more of a front office thing at this point. The fact that yeah, they nuked that entire side now. Yeah, I I, I was not surprised. Uh, this offense or this, I don't know if it's uh, the offensive line coach McDermott, whoever whoever uh, has their hand in who plays and who doesn't. It isn't the first time they've sh- shooken up the offensive line uh, on a moment's notice. Herm 
how do you feel Spencer Brown? Oh, actually, let me phrase it this way. Do you believe that this move was more uh, indicative of the poor play of Cody Ford, or do you think Spencer Brown has been ascending? Well, I think it's a combination of both, actually. The Spencer Brown, as Evan just said, he's a raw talent, but he played pretty well. But, I mean, and, and it's relative to the competition that he was dealing with last Sunday. Uh, he was, it wasn't like he were playing the Steelers' offensive line. But for a raw talent, I do think he's ascending. Obviously, he's a, a tremendous physical specimen. But Cody Ford sitting him down and moving Williams over to guard, as Evan said, because it's not his natural position and not where uh, I think he performs best. Also in agreement with Evan there because I'm uh, coming in on the on the right side. But you basically converted that whole side of the offensive line. And hopefully I, I look at it kind of almost as an experiment and we could afford to do that with uh, in the Texans. So it's going to be interesting Sunday night to see where we go forward from that in terms of the decision-making of who's going to start. Uh, I think because Feliciano is back, I think he's ready to play as well. So let's, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from there because Kansas City has a couple of talented pass right. Well, well, we'll talk about injuries later, but, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how he, what line they put together Sunday night. So yeah. it's going to be, if- that's, that's cur- I'm curious. If uh, I could add something, I, I sure. do feel like if everyone was healthy, the line last week, and I'm hoping the line this week would be uh, Dawkins, Feliciano, Morse, Butker, Williams, as opposed to um, shifting uh, Williams over and then starting Brown. Because, like, I-, I do like Brown. It's just that, and you can talk about whether he's ready all or not like really you want to it's just that you just you just it's much more easy just to do like a straight swap by terms of positions because if you yeah. you're gonna end up it's wasting a, a position right well i mean bakker for some reason is only staying on the left side there might be something behind that that we don't know and feliciano played all right side last year so yeah no the feliciano you're right I'm I'm uh, of the mind that regardless of Feliciano's status, I don't think he's going to play start. Uh, we saw it with Mitch Morris last year. He was healthy, and they had Feliciano start at center for that uh, first game back. I don't know why uh, McDermott doesn't really go into it, but uh, I'm of the mind that Bakker's going to be your left guard, whether it's for the detriment or the betterment of the team. Uh, yeah, I don't really like um williams at guard he just doesn't seem like he doesn't have that body type and like you said his uh his history he has a track record of his best position being right tackle so yeah um, um yeah so sorry one more thing I, one more thing i do want to add um sorry uh one like i'm obviously a very very big value for your position kind of guy uh based on like cap it per year salary all that kind of stuff um I don't feel, considering how much they're paying Williams, I don't feel like that's somewhere you, you, pl- you try to play him for the rest of the year if you're paying him. Because I think they're playing, what, like nearly like nine, nine and a half, ten million this yeah. year? Something like that. I mean, if he was elite guard, I wouldn't mind it, but he's not. So. But he's not, right? Like you're right. playing, right. Like you're either playing him to, or you're paying him to be a, a very good tackle. So keep playing him to, at tackle. 
Well, then, you know, that's why I brought up, is it Spencer Brown? You know, is he doing something in pre- I would hope so. I, I wouldn't want to just shuffle it just, just to shuffle. You know, right. if Spencer Brown earned a, earned a starting spot, if he's one of the best five linemen, I mean, he's certainly not playing guard. There's no way that. No, he's too big. <laughs> playing guard. Yeah. Too tall. But uh, yeah, we'll see, you know, and I'm sure we'll, we'll revisit this next week. Uh, but moving on to the run game, uh, we were one yard shy of a 200 yard rushing game. I thought the this was one of the first games where I, th- I think we nailed uh, the split between Moss and Motor. I thought it was and, and Motor had that one big run that got called back. Now, would he have had it? Uh, if there wasn't that holding penalty, who knows? But I thought that there was a real great uh, symmetry between the two. Evan, what do you think of the run game? And do you expect to see more of it this week? Um, I can't say I'm going to expect to see more of the run game this week. Uh, honestly, a lot of it depends on who gets the ball first. Because I think that basically one whoever scores first, the other team's going to kind of start start to panic. And it's like, okay, it's going to be this kind of game, isn't it? And then they're just going to throw the ball constantly. And then they're going to try to get the running backs into the um, uh, the passing game, which bodes well for Moss, not as much for Singletary, because he's, if, I, if, I'm, being, if I'm being generous, he's a liability out of, the, out of the backfield catching the ball, I would say. Um, and Moss is, Moss is decent enough. Uh, so I'm not going to expect the same kind of run split run pass split compared to last week um granted i'm hoping we do because i'm hoping that we pass constantly to begin the game blow them out and then just run the rest of the game but i know realistically that's not going to happen so yeah uh it'll be interesting to see herm how, how did you uh how did you like our our attack regarding the run game last week our run game was fantastic. I think, as you said, the symmetry between Moss and Motor, as you call Singletary, it was great. The substitutions between the two uh, based on situations was great. Um, Singletary had the, the big run call back for the holding penalty, but Moss, Moss made some nice catches. I think the run game was very important. And now, okay, on the Kansas City, on that note with the run game, I'm going to move on there. I think, and this was reading and taking a look at last year, especially the first game with Kansas City when they ran for 245 on us. And I read some other things that both teams kind of mirror, will mirror the strategy. Our, both of our passing games are very, very potent. So consequently, the linebackers, are that or the, the back seven, if you want to call that, are you're not going to stack the box, which allows you to run if you can. So I think we're going to have some opportunities to run the ball. They did last year. They controlled the ball on us in that first game. Second game, in the championship game, we only ran the ball 18 times. And Josh threw 48, I think, uh, let's see, he threw 48 times. So I believe we can run the ball on them because uh, the pass – we, we love to pass, and so does Kansas City. So it's going to present some opportunities in the run game, I think, for some big games, and also to control the ball. It'll certainly be interesting to see. It's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, but let's move on to the defensive side from last week. 
So uh, I, I led this topic with uh, no poyer, no problem. Uh, you know, Herm, as you know, I mentioned I was very uh, intrigued to see what life after one of these starting sure. safeties would be like. And uh, right. I won't say they didn't, you know, it was to the same level, but it didn't seem to miss a beat against an inf inferior opponent. Evan, what did you think of uh, Jaquan Johnson? Cam Lewis, you know, overall, those young guys in the defensive back real, uh, backfield really stepping up. Oh, I love what I saw from uh, Cam Lewis in particular, um, sort of coming in for uh, Taron Johnson, because, of course, last year he did start a game, played outside corner against the Titans, I believe, and got picked on all game. Um, I think he was matched up against, uh, I want to say, A.J. Brown. AJ Brown was it AJ? Nope. Well, I, or maybe it was Corey. It was either AJ Brown or back when they had Corey Davis because Corey Davis was really yeah, good last year. AJ well. Brown, yeah, he killed yeah. him. Yeah, it's like you just can't uh, work with that. But if you you're matching up against, um, you know, uh, an offense like the Texans, their their starting slot receiver, it's like it's going to be a lot easier to deal with. And I always have love for uh, a corner that utilizes the the peanut punch, so. I was absolutely loving that uh, that play, that fumble that he forced. Yeah, it's great to uh, have some guy on the practice squad that. Oh, we we need a we need a starter. Uh, you're up. <laughs> you know? yeah. It was good to see Herm. Uh, you got anything maybe on Jaquan Johnson? How'd you how'd you like his play? I loved it. He played well. As you said earlier, you emphasized last week. You talked about the future, what the future would look like in terms of if we can't pay. Uh, Boyer or Hyde and also he said it was going to give us an opportunity to take a look at the future I think the future is bright Jaquan Johnson played well he got a he got a pick on the tip and uh, Cam as Evan said he initiated the fumble with a great play and I thought I thought overall ja Jaquan Johnson looked really good back there but as you said okay you have to look at who we're playing but fitting into the scheme, I think he, he did an outstanding job. So I was happy. Yeah, you, you see a lot of uh, pre-snap movement, communication out of this defense. And it didn't look anything out of the ordinary. Nobody really looked confused. And that even goes to, sh to say, I mean, they're not doing anything spectacular in the fourth quarter. But when all the backups are in, I mean, this is a unit right. that, that is... Uh, it, it, the backups are a part of this team and it, it goes to show, you know, they're, they're not just replacement players. They're guys who can actually play and they understand what's going on in the system. And to take that a step further, we haven't made a 53 man roster move at all. So it, it goes to show that this, uh, this coaching staff is comfortable with the guys they have. Uh, one, the last thing we'll bring up uh, about last week's game, which will segue us into injuries. Matt Milano's hamstring. Evan, would you please donate one or both of your hamstrings to Matt Milano? My hamstrings are already weak enough. He's not going to make much use out of them. He might as well, you know, and there's like no meat on them either. So he might just have to take my entire leg, to be fair, to, to get enough muscle to reconstruct it properly. Yeah, Herm, uh, you know, it's, it's the soft tissue you play, you play through bumps and bruises, breaks even, but these soft tissue injuries, specifically the hamstring, we know how Buffalo uh, deals with them. 
I think it shows us a glimmer of hope that he was out there on Friday because we know if he didn't practice Friday, he was not playing. Um, how are you feeling about Matt Milano and his questionable status for Sunday's game? Well, reading the injury report uh, earlier today, they said he had a full practice. He's listed as questionable. So as you just said, if he's, he's out there and you practice this Thursday, I think he was just kind of a spectator. And I, I think that was just basically to give his hamstring more time to rest. But if he's a, uh, he's a warrior and he's playing extremely well, I, and I would think he really wants to be on the field for this, this game of uh, all our games so far and even games moving in the future that let's see how he is. I think they're going to put him out there. And then uh, if, if he can't perform, AJ Klein will see more time as he did last week. Yeah, it's frustrating because unfortunately these are injuries that you can't rush. That's um, right. You know, your your risk of re-injuring is high and for a lot longer period of time. So let's get into that injury report. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, it's long, but it's cleaned up a bit towards uh, the end of the week. So as of right now, all we have is Taiwan Jones, Matt Milano, and AJ Epinesa, all questionable. Right. Um, limited participant. I mean, a limited participant could mean they sat out for one play. You know, they could have practiced 99% of the the the, uh, the practice, but one play they sat out. So, and if someone's a full, if someone's a full practice and then they're still questionable, that's basically old school probable, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So right. you, you do the math, right? Yeah. Um, for the Chiefs, um. They they are getting healthy. Chris Jones was their only uh, did not practice on Friday with a wrist. Uh, their co, uh, I believe it was Andy Reid who just said that he just needs time to heal. So a lot of people are saying that he'll be good to go for the game. But you know, not practicing Friday is not a great sign. Uh, and cornerback Chavarius Ward, um, they're getting back Rashad Fenton. Uh, it looks like Frank Clark is going to make his first appearance of the year, I believe. After another um, hamstring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the hamstring. Yes. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the week, it looked like we were both trending in the, the, the wrong directions. You know, Buffalo was getting banged up while Kansas City was getting a lot of their defensive players back. I'm not sure how much that will play into things, but, uh, you know, with that, let's get into our opponent. So, as always, we'll just go over the overall stats and rankings. So for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their overall offensive stats are 33.5 points per game. That's second. I believe we're tied, right? Yep. I think we're tied um, with them. They are converting 64.1% on third down, which is first by a mile. I mean, that's an incredible number. 428 yard, uh, yards per game. That's second in the league. 130 rush yards, with, which is eighth. And 297 uh, pass yards per game, which is fifth. So now we flip to the complete other end of the spectrum uh, going with their defense. They're giving up 31 points a game. That's 31st in the league. 438 yards a game. 31st in the league. 146 rushing yards. That's 30th in the league and 292 uh, pass yards, which is 27th in the league. I mean, it's the night and day regarding their offense and defense. Um, their head coach, Andy Reid, he's got a career 
uh, win loss total of 223 wins and 133 losses and one tie. I mean, this is a home home grin, uh, coaching tree. He's got 10 coaches under him who are, or were head coaches. So you got a fantastic offense an abysmal defense and, you know, hall of fame head coach and Andy, Andy Reed. Um, Herm, you're 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 the big stat guy here. I know you 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 got your uh, numbers ready. Give us a couple stats on some of the the playmakers on offense, whether it be Mahomes, Hill, or Kelsey. Well, last week Tyreek, eleven catches for what 186 yards. That speaks for itself. Mahomes uh, threw for what about 343, something like that. Which, um, and that was the Philadelphia game. That game actually was pretty close for a while. I think they broke it open late in the third and into the fourth quarter, which kind of surprised me. Philadelphia's defense did a, a decent job, but uh, he got some, he hit some long balls to uh, a long ball in particular to Tyreek. Uh, Kelsey didn't, he was there. Tyreek was obviously 186 yards or hundred, whatever it was in the buck 80. He was the man, but 11 catches in and of itself. They, um, Hilaire ran for over 100 yards. I think he averaged uh, six or seven yards a carry, which is phenomenal to go along with that passing game. And especially looking at what he did to us in that first game last year, he ran for uh, 161 yards. So Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, but uh, at some point in time, but I think uh, I think defensively, it's hard to shut them down. They're obviously not the backup quarterback of Houston. They're not the backup at Miami. <laughs> and and but I I believe it's our time. I believe our defense can if we can shut down. Tyreek Hill had three catches against us in the first the first game last year for twenty yards. Uh, Kelsey had five catches for 65 yards, but they ran the ball for 245 yards. So that's uh, that's our uh, our mission to stop. Mahomes only threw for 225 in that first game. So the run game, I mean, obviously they had great balance. You threw for 225 and you ran for 243 yards. And that kind of speaks for itself. So tomorrow or Sunday night, I like to shut down that run game first and foremost, and because he's going to throw the ball, that's that's what he does, just like Josh does for us. So that's my feeling. Yeah. He uh, regarding Mahomes, I mean, he got a seventy-two point seven completion percentage. He's getting the what, what was really interesting is he's getting the ball out much quicker this year. I think two point seven two point seven seconds. Right. Um. And when he gets the ball out under two and a half seconds, he is 90% completion percentage. I mean, that that's hard to uh, defend. Advert, you know, on the other side, when he holds onto the ball for longer than that, it drops down to 46%. So, you know, those that's a huge difference between the two. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Ev- Evan, um, you know, we all know Kelsey Hill makes this, this team go. Anyone outside of uh, those three and maybe give me your thoughts on Gordon, you know, getting his first start in this offense. 
I'm not going to say much about Gordon because I think he's just a player that, uh, you know, people sort of overreact about because they're still basing it off like their current opinion off of, uh, I guess it was like 2013 was his last like really big season. <laughs> um, like just because he hasn't really played or long term since then doesn't mean all that skill is still the same. They put him on the practice squad initially for a reason. Um, so I think, yeah, people are over hyping Josh Gordon and the impact he's going to have. Um, the bigger concern I have with the Chiefs, and this is if I was talking as a Chiefs fan, um, would be uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and the run game in general. Not because it's particularly bad, but because they're, they've been running the ball an off, awful lot on um, early downs compared to last year. And even though they're, they've been great on uh, converting third downs, you know, if you have more of them, that's going to be just a, a net negative thing, regardless of how many of them you, you convert. So they, their offense sort of uh, thrives on getting uh, chunk plays or even six, seven, eight-yard gains on first down, being able to run the ball on second, or as I would like, I usually like to do, if it's like second and one, that's when you take your shot down the field because if you wildly miss, it's third and one and you can run the ball or do a short little play action pass if you want to. Um, by terms of like actual other playmakers on their offense, mainly those that you know, the, the, the trio are who I'm concerned about. Yeah, Pringle has a couple flashes here and there. Um, obviously, Nicole Hartman is a speedster, uh, but Outside of those three, there's definitely a drop off in production. Um, I believe no uh, no one else has above ten targets outside of you know the main two. And uh, you brought up a good point about them running on first down because I mean, compared to what Mahomes can do with the ball in his hands, it's definitely going to be a net negative when you're running the ball. I want to I want to kick it right back to you, Evan, with the offensive line. Um, I believe this is probably the best offensive line we're going to face. They, they, you know, everyone kind of teased the chiefs about, you know, kind of Frankensteining a line together, but they have solid, solid veterans. They're, they're two rookies have been playing great. And, uh, you know, they have a, they're even their weak link is not very, you know, he, he's not bad at, at right tackle. Uh, you got anything on the offensive line? Um, I would say that, on by terms of like parts of the offensive line, I would definitely agree that it's probably going to be the best one they play all year, especially um, with uh, Joe Tooney. Uh, and then Creed Humphrey has been incredible at uh, at center yeah. for them. Um, but their tackles have really struggled. And particularly after they traded that first for uh, Orlando Brown Jr., uh, seeing him struggle is very interesting to me. Um, you know, there. I remember in the off season there was the whole thing about, no, I'm a I'm a left tackle. You got to pay me like left tackle, and I'm only going to play left tackle. So they trade him to a team, they play him exclusively at left tackle, and then then he ends up being significantly worse than he was at right tackle. Um, but yeah, he hasn't been playing very good, and the other tackle spot hasn't been playing very good either. So I think if there's a uh, a game that's like necessary for, um the edge defenders to take advantage of the tackles it would be this one because you're not going to get much pressure up the middle 
And if Mahomes um, has pressure from the side, he has shown that he at times will panic and sort of start taking off. But usually it's not a, a bad thing for a quarterback to keep your eyes down the field. But I feel like he's almost becomes oblivious at times to the pressure around him. Like he will run into sacks instead of like holding the ball too long and taking the sack. He will directly run into a sack. I found. Yeah. And, and sometimes he has, I watched a, a couple of plays where he has room to step up into the pocket and instead he drifts right into uh, the guy, his tackles are blocking and, and kind of, you know, like he's bailing a little bit too early. We saw a little bit of that of Josh Allen in his first year. Yeah. It must suck being a tackle in that regard because it's like you're, you win your you know, rep, but it's no, 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 you win your rep, but it's still going to show up on the stat sheet like you gave up the sack. It's like, what the heck? Right. No, I didn't. That's right. Well, and you don't even know where your quarterback is either. You know, it's like <laughs> he could be behind you. Uh, Herm, how do you how do you think uh, our defensive line is going to attack uh, Kansas City's offensive line? Well, I agree with Evan there. Their tackles, they've given up. Kansas City's given up seven sacks so far this year. And we know. Mahomes is an escape artist to a degree. He's uh, he's elusive, and he, but at the same time, you made a great point. As he drifts, sometimes he drifts. If he doesn't get rid of the ball, as you you made the point earlier, uh, in two point six sec, six or seven seconds, whatever the uh, the tenth was, he drops down to forty six percent. And the fact of the matter is, he's been sacked seven times even as tough as it is to get to him, but they've been coming on the edges. So I believe uh, Russo, uh, Boogie played well last last week. Boogie Basham, I, he made, there were a couple of plays I was reading that uh, McDermott said they liked to, he liked to take back, but Epinesa is a little bit questionable on the edges, But I, and Jerry Hughes is there, but I believe we have an opportunity Sunday to put some pressure on him coming on the edges. I, and, uh, I agree with Evan coming up the middle. I don't really think that's not the optimal place where, we, uh, where we're going to get him or put pressure on him. But I believe that uh, we can get around those tackles and make, and make him make some throws or hold it a little bit to get to that 46% completion by holding the ball a little bit longer. Um, there's one thing I do want to add. I just was able to pull up uh, this chart here. Um, I'll read the ones for Allen as well. Uh, it's the uh, percentage of pressures that are charged to of, of each quarterback that are charged to each member on the line. So for Mahomes, you got 24% for the left tackle, 26% for the right tackle. And then for left guard is 6%, center is 2%, and right guard is 15%. So it's very clear you got to take advantage of the tackles in this regard. But the big thing is that um, Patrick Mahomes himself is responsible for 26% of his own pressure for holding yeah, the ball too surprised. long. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. yeah, he's been, he's been pressured 12 times. And this is according to PFF, of course, uh, 12 of his pressures were charged to himself. Um, now for Allen, um, you know, he's always had this reputation of a guy that's like held onto the ball way too long. Um, this year, it's actually been the exact opposite. He's actually, um, out of 33 qualified quarterbacks, he's actually 23rd by terms of uh, percentage of his pressures that have been on him. Okay. Which, you know, is also not a good ind indictment of our offensive line, but our line, it's 15% uh, left tackle, 
22% left guard, 13% center, 34% right guard, and 24%. Just say Cody Ford. Yeah, no, like legitimately. <laughs> and then 24% right tackle. And then, you know, of course, everyone else, there's like a, a bunch of other numbers here that regard to like, you know, tight ends and, and running backs and stuff like that. But those are abysmal numbers from the guard spot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not surprising. The, the mean, tackle, it, the tackle spots are like, kind of high or they're higher than you would really like but they're like i think compared to the rest of the tackles in the league are kind of acceptable because you usually yeah. ex- usually expect that's where more most of the pressures come from sure. is the tackle spots yeah it's because right. yeah because yeah. up the middle you know it's uh, you're you're more likely to be on an island out on the edges there um yeah. up the middle you have the advantages of double teams and stuff like that um so when it reflects a lot like that in Kansas City's line it's like Okay, like take advantage of the tackles here. Yeah, and it, it all makes sense where he's bailing early and mixed with the 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 you know, I'm not gonna say poor play, but not adequate play of the, the tackles. We're gonna find out if our improvement on the defensive front really uh is going to live up to the expectations of the coaching staff and the front office, because clearly that was the MO and uh, Kansas city was the team in mind when uh, going heavy on the defensive front. So we pretty much touched on everything regarding Kansas city uh, as offense. Now let's move on to their defense. Um, There's a lot, not a lot of positives to take uh, from this unit. Um, They've really had a very, very bad start to the season on all levels. The eye test, watching their games, I mean, it, it, what, what was that, Herm? What was that uh, game where it was like the magnetic football guys and they kind of just <laughs> spread? Th- that's what it looks like. There's just holes everywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just yeah. guys. <laughs> I had <laughs> There's <that>. guys just, <laughs> I'm sure. There's guys back. just standing around and, and it's just, it's almost like running on air. Um, they're not tackling well, they're not covering well. And just the, the gaping holes that you see is, is just alarming because this is a defense that was top 10 in scoring the previous two seasons under Spagnolo. Um, I guess I'll kick it over to you, Herm first. Uh, what sticks out to you? Uh, in regards to the uh, poor start that Kansas City's defense um, has shown thus far? They haven't been able to get the other teams uh, off the field, uh, first and foremost. And, and I've had an opportunity to uh, watch a couple of the Kansas City games, which was surprising. Even the, the Eagles moved the ball on them. They moved the ball extremely well. I mean, obviously, as you said, I think they're 31st in the league. and uh, and defensively at when giving up 31 points a game so they can't get the other team off the field uh their third down percentage stinks their secondary you know you have the honey badger back there Tavarius ward is uh he's a he's a good cornerback but the the way they've fallen off from last year as you said with the uh it's been precipitous it's unbelievable to a degree I hope it doesn't come back. Uh, they don't come back together as a unit against us, and I really don't think so, because I think we have uh, uh, offensively we can put up we can put up points, and their defense is suspect to the point so far this year, 
and and you have Spagnuolo. You have a great, uh, uh, re- highly respected defensive mind coordinate at coordinator, but they've they've stunk, and I can't pinpoint any one particular reason. All right, you had Frank Clark was out, and Chris Jones has had the, and I mean both of them are formidable, but they have the one guy Mike Dana who's leading the team uh, as in in sacks. He's got three sacks in the last two games in particular, get two and one. So I hope all of a sudden they don't rise up and find themselves against us, but I, I don't believe so because I think our offense can take advantage of them as well, and we can score. Uh, I'm not going to give you my point total till later in the, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, in the broadcast. They're, they can only get better. I mean, you can't really get worse, so, uh, you know – Will they market? Will they get a little bit better against the Bills? Maybe, but I don't think you're going to see some, some uh, you know, reinventing of their defense. And let me just put this stat out there: the average passer rating uh, for quarterbacks against is 104. Wow, 55 percent of the drives end in points. Their cornerbacks all are giving up over 100 percent in uh, passer rating. So uh, you know it's. And their linebackers, I mean, I know uh, Gay is the only guy that kind of worries me, and he's coming back. He at least has some speed, but the rest of them are just trash, in my opinion. Evan, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that defense? Um, there, honestly, there's not much to think right now because it frankly doesn't even exist. Um, and the only player that I'm particularly concerned about and again, it has more to do with the overall matchup as opposed to because um, I think he might be slowed down a little bit with his injury. It's Chris Jones, because yeah. he's going to mess up whoever they put in front of him, regardless of how hurt he is. Um, but there's still layers to that as well. So if they can keep him contained, let's say, not necessarily stop him, but if they can keep him relatively contained, um, I think. Uh, Allen's gonna have no problem carving through this defense. And let's be fair, we're we're pretty used to our guards getting abused by good interior linemen, so yep, it shouldn't and, be any surprise. Yeah. Um, this is something that's like completely uh, off topic. Well, off topic by terms of um, uh, what we're talking about right now. Um, we were talking about it in the sort of last thing, but there's like a stat here I found about like the offensive line pressures that I just find hilarious that I want to share. It doesn't involve it doesn't involve either team in this game, but I sorted each of them uh, by percentage, and listen to Justin Herbert's percentages because they're hilarious. Um, he's been charged with two point four percent of his own pressure, just just one all year. Um, left tackle fourteen percent, pretty okay. Left guard twenty three percent, a little high, not great, but you know it's not awful. Uh, center, 9.5. Pretty good. They got Corey Lindsley out there. Right guard, 11.9. Right tackle, 45%. Um, <laughs> For, uh, and they're, and I think their right tackle should get by just on name alone. His name's freaking Storm Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Storm, the reason why he's there. Yep. Storm Norton. <laughs> when when the when they're like guys, when we called you the perfect storm, that's not what we meant. <laughs> As wow. in the highest pressure in the league. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, thanks for that tidbit, Evan. That, that yeah, was, uh, off topic, that was... <laughs> but I just wanted to share it. <laughs> Storm. Uh, 
Good old Storm Norton. Maybe we'll get. Maybe we'll pick him up in a year or two. Yeah, that's our Bobby Hart. That's our Bobby Hart. <laughs> yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, outside of uh, Matthew, there really isn't anyone of note. Um. In the secondary, like you said, um, Jones is going to be someone we're we're wa- or Clark we're going to be watching. But Chris Jones at defensive end is is interesting. I'm not quite sure what why you know he he just doesn't seem to he lacks the speed burst and athletic athleticism that um makes a lot of these edge rushers uh you know successful in today's nfl so that's kind of square peg in a round hole if you ask me um but i guess they really don't have much behind him like you said some guy that i don't even know that herm brought up is leading the team in sacks so yeah mike dana uh, right <laughs> you like yeah. looking at their stats i was like mike dana from michigan yeah. <laughs> well, well well tom's got the right uh, idea here let's kick the ex- expletive out of them boys um I- i'm with that but uh you know it will remain to be seen let's move into our uh our matchups so each week we each uh choose a interesting matchup it doesn't have to be the best one just something intriguing that we like that we're looking at i know i know evan's uh chomping at the bit here what is your matchup you're looking for evan my matchup is chris jones versus his wrist um (laughs) (laughs) because honestly it's he's gonna like i said he's gonna beat the hell out of whoever they put at guard it's just it just depends on how healthy his wrist is and the severity at which he can beat that guard, whoever they, whether it's Butker or Feliciano comes back or they keep Williams there, whoever it is. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just keeping an eye on that. It's promising for the bills that he didn't practice all week, but they're football players. I think he'll be able to play and be able to play up to his like 95% of his potential. You're not going to always I'm not going to play 100% if you're hurt to any degree, but I think, heck, honestly, like 75% Chris Jones is probably better than like, like some teams like best linemen, honestly. Yeah. 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 He's a player and, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll get an injection and he's not going to feel his wrist until uh, six (laughs) hours after the game. No. Uh, Herm, what's your matchup you're uh, most interested in watching? Well, We've talked about it. It's our defensive line against the Kansas City offensive line, which you gave some props to earlier in the um, earlier in the show. But it's twofold. Initially, uh, I mean, we have to stop the run game. As I, I want to reiterate what I said earlier, they ran for 245 yards on us in that first game. Uh, in the championship game. They ran for 114 yards, but um, it wasn't as dominant and also time-consuming. They took a lot of time off the clock in the first game with us, uh, which was basically about a year ago because it was October 20. So our defensive line matching up against their offensive line, we have to stop that run game as we've done a great – I think we've been very effective at that so far this year, but – you have to look at who we're playing. Then there's always the pressure. And going back to the weakest links on the Kansas City offensive line so far this year have been the tackles. And also 
Patrick Mahomes, if we can, he's elusive, but if we can keep him in the pocket or make him hold on to the ball, you gave the percentage earlier, it's a drastic drop off when he gets rid of the ball quickly and when we make him hold it just a little bit longer and and he he makes some bad decisions, takes a lot of risk. And I think that can translate into turnovers with our back with our back seven. But I, uh, for me, it's our defensive line um, performing extremely well against that Kansas City offensive line. I think that'll that'll dictate how our defense plays. That's certainly a matchup. I think is on everyone's mind, and um, you know, no fault to you, Herm, but I think that is the go-to one for sure. That's the easy yeah. one to pick off. Yeah, yeah. I, have I went a couple... with the easy one. Eh, well, it's got to get covered, so I appreciate that. Uh, I had a couple. I was thinking about um, someone who may be an X-Factor, Sanders, because John Brown underperformed in, in the playoffs, and I believe Sanders is the upgrade there, so it would be you know nice to see what if he could make that difference. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the Bills' red zone defense versus the Chiefs' red zone offense. Um, this is... Strength on strength, the Bills' defensive uh, or defense as a whole in the red zone has been at the top of the league. And um, Kansas City on offense is pretty much unstoppable down there. I think they're scoring 80% of the time, um, which is, you know, they're scoring touchdowns 80% of the time. So that that's that's unheard of. I mean, this is the, uh, the old uh, unstoppable force versus the immovable object. And, uh, Ultimately, if we want to win this game, we're going to have to force them to kick field goals. They're going to get down there. Um, it's just a matter of time. So, you know, either way, I think this plays into whether or not we win or we lose. It's it's this this matchup. Obviously, points are what makes the difference. And uh, having, uh, you know, two strengths, strength on strength, is going to be something fun to watch. Um, unfortunately in today's NFL usually sides with the offense, but who knows maybe, uh, with the weather, which I want to bring up next because the weather helped me in, in last week's, uh, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the weather, uh, it looks pretty, pretty bad. Uh, so Sunday night showers, possibly thunderstorms. Great. Um, some storms can produce heavy rainfall. Uh, chance of precipitation is 90%, one to two inches possible. So it's going to be another messy game. Um, hopefully with uh, last week being able to um, play in the rain and uh, kind of get the run game going, hopefully that will, will, will help us. Um, but you never know. I mean... NFL players and NFL quarterbacks can throw in the, in, in the weather, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe it won't rain at all. Who knows? Maybe they're wrong. But let's get to our keys to victory. Uh, Evan, give me uh, one for offense. Uh, I think that uh, Josh needs to – or the key is for Josh to just take what the defense gives him, um, recognize that the defense uh, isn't any good and you don't need to necessarily make these insane plays to try to uh, further the progress of the offense. You know, you can't give up possessions against uh, Kansas City. And if you let Kansas City win, basically win a possession on you on defense because of uh, a bad decision that you made, it's 
it's not going to be good for trying to keep up with them. So uh, he's got to, um, you know what? Honestly, I'd be content if he didn't throw a pass like 30. I'd be fine if he didn't throw one pass 30 plus yards the entire game. Yeah, especially uh, in, if if there's weather involved. Um, yeah. Herm, even if, even if the sky was perfect. Oh. Even if the sky was perfect. I'd be fine if he didn't throw uh, a pass. No deep balls. No deep balls. Herm, what about you? Give me an offensive uh, key to victory. Finishing drives. Uh, we will not beat Kansas City kicking three field goals in the first half as we did in the, against the Texans. Okay, we were down there, halftime score, 16 to zip, one touchdown, three field goals. I saw a stat I think they posted during the game that right now the Bills are leading the league in scoring once we get in, in consecutive scores once we're in the red zone. But that's including field goals and touchdowns, of course. We were down there four times in the red zone in the first half. That 28 points became 16 points because we settled for field goals on three of those drives. We have to finish drives against Kansas City. We need touchdowns because, as you said, they're an offensive juggernaut and they score. And and they're, what, 80%, you just said, for touchdowns in that red zone. I would love, if we can get 80%, I'd be a happy camper. But we need to finish drives to be successful Sunday night. Yeah, I think uh, Buffalo, I don't know if it's attempted or made, but 10 field goals to Kansas City has three. So yeah, yeah. right there, you know, and that that, that could very well be the difference in, in offense. Um, I just want to throw up a comment here. Justin says the Chiefs' last eight losses in two years, the opponent scored a lot of points. Um, you can't win by running down the clock, putting up 30 points. Uh, and get a couple turnovers from the D to think we win. Now, I under I, I will be I, I'm with you on the running the clock down, but let me give you a stat that'll roll into my key to victory. Is in the last seven losses by the Chiefs, which include um, the previous two, the opposing team has run for an average of 174 yards. So, you know, Justin, you can say we shouldn't run down the clock, but these stats don't lie. The teams that have beat the Chiefs have ran the ball early and often. I think it was over like 30 attempts. I think they averaged like 33 attempts per game. So, you know, any team can be beat a myriad of different ways, but there's a trend and running the ball successfully against this Chiefs uh defense is is my key to victory so dominate the line of scrimmage and run the ball especially if it's if it's raining now i'm not i'm not going to say change your whole game plan but use um use the running game to control the line of scrimmage and really bully that defense i mean kick kick this team down or kick this team while they're down uh, specifically the defense yeah. and control you know control the line of scrimmage and control the tempo of the game uh, i i truly believe I, i'm not the type of person that thinks that the bills need to change a lot of who they are but when it comes to this team specifically Kansas City i think there is a formula to beat them and you know the numbers don't lie it's not an outlier it is many 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 games um so, you know, I think we need to dominate that line of scrimmage and we need to run the ball. 
Uh, Evan, give me a one key to victory for the defense. I would be content with them trying the same game plan as they did um, last year in the regular season, where they basically dropped everyone back into coverage and just invited them to run the ball because I feel like our run defense uh, has been better this year. Yes. Because last year when we... Like, I think that's a fine strategy. The problem is, is that you need a good run defense. Bills didn't have a good run defense to begin with. So dropping guys back in coverage is just like, uh, okay, thanks. Well, more than happy to take all these yards. Um, And because of that, Mahomes did play a pretty inefficient game, but Edward Solaire freaking went off. So I think that this year, if they played more like that, then Solaire won't have such a not. He won't be quite as good this year. Um, and they might be able to keep Mahomes to that same level of inefficiency. I'm with was, you. I think the... he was 20 Go ahead, 26 Herman. in that first game, um, Mahomes. So he was pretty efficient because he, he didn't have to throw that much. Uh, I mean, he threw the but ball. But if you're only completing 21 passes, I mean, I think anyone will take that. You yeah, know? and I mean, but he, but he I mean, only threw 26 because of that run yeah. game. Exactly. So. Yeah. The the game plan was not the issue, it was the lack of execution and, oh, yeah. and the yeah. our our run defense to this part to, to thus far has been much improved. Oh I agree. And, uh, so that that's yeah. a good point, Evan. Yeah. Yeah, I anything mean, to add to that? Um and like I'm sorry, I just want to go um look at his stats um right now. His um his average depth of like he he had two hundred and twenty five yards. Uh, 80.8% completion percentage, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, but he also had an average depth of target of 6.5 yards. Right. So his Take receivers it. were doing a lot of the work for him after that. He was doing a lot of underneath stuff. He was, again, they were relying on short, quick passes, sort of taking advantage of the fact that, you know, they were solely playing the, playing the run in a way. Or, sorry, not I can only think of one the, intermediate. The I can only think of one intermediate play to uh, Travis Kelsey that really was, you know, the difference. Yeah. Rest, like you said, was underneath. Yeah. And to to um, actually give a second key to defense, I suppose. Oh, no, just, not allowed. No, no, I want to. Because, <laughs> because we talked about this before the show started, and I want to I get a chance to bring up his name again. Well. You... Uh, because you know how much I love this guy. Um, is it Tremaine Edmonds needs to, you know, play a game this week? Against the Chiefs, because <laughs> um, well, I, I went and du- I went and double check. As I mean, it, the game he played against the Texans was phenomenal. Well, yeah, that was some, yeah. right, that was 94, 94 rated ninety four yeah. percent, right? Yeah, that's the the highest grade he's ever had. Um, first ninety plus grade he's ever had, I believe. Um, but uh, no, last um, in the AFC Championship game um, last year, he. I guess this year, technically, um, a season. He uh, gave up six. He gave up uh, six passes. Um, or no, sorry, he gave up. Uh, uh, he was targeted seven times. Gave up six passes. Five of them were for first downs. The only one that wasn't for a first down was for a touchdown. So yeah, he was abysmal. Situ- situationally, he needs to clean that up. Honestly, I would be okay if he gave up a bunch of nine-yard completions. If they those were on third and ten, fine by me. Well, yeah, I think I think anyone would would sign yeah. up for that. Yeah, or even second and ten. Honestly, it gives you a chance, you know. Yeah, 
Herm, keys to victory for the defense? Well, for me, uh, it's Kelsey. 13 catches in that championship game, I think. That was a record for catches in a championship game. It seemed like every time they needed a third down play, he threw the ball to Kelsey. Kelsey, he was. it seemed like he was open all night in that championship game. I mean, we didn't get blown out, but he – Every time Mahomes wanted to make a play, he went to Kelsey. He made 13 catches. We've had some problems covering tight ends in the past. And he's actually he's perhaps the best tight end in the game right now. If not, he's in the top three. So in the midst of their run game, when Pat Mahomes wants to get rid of the ball quickly, he's looking into Kelsey's going up that seam where he'll turn around in our zone, just find a soft spot, sit there, boom, they're picking up 8, 9, 10, 11. And sometimes he goes a little bit deeper. But there's, for him to get 13 catches, if he catches the ball 13 times Sunday night, we're going to lose the game because uh, that's problematic. We've done a good job. Our safeties, we feel, I still think we have the best tandem in the league. So uh, I would think that's going to be a point of emphasis to uh, Leslie Frazier and the rest of our defensive gurus, all the position coaches. but. To me, that is key. We need to sh- if we can shut him down. We got Tyreek Hill, in the, as you say, on the other side. I mean, on on the outside. But it uh, our run defense is fantastic. But to me, uh, limiting Kelsey as much as we possibly can is uh, is the big one of the big pieces. You mentioned um, the safety play. Unfortunately, I believe Hill will neutralize our safety play because you you need to have at least one of those guys over the top. And that is what, you know, you, you put a lot of pressure on the linebackers then, even in his own right. defense. I mean, right. Kelsey is finding the seams between the second and third level. So I think yeah. you you hit it right on the, on the head with, with that matchup because he, you know, like you said, if he has a game like he did in the AFC championship game, chances are we are, we are going to lose. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned already that, the the our red zone defense versus the red zone offense so i'm not going to choose that uh but what i will say is stating the obvious get pressure with the front four uh we drafted two guys in the first and second round respectively we picked up obata um obviously you saw the transformation with aj epinesa and he was also a draft pick now it's time to uh, put up or shut up. Uh, we have we have first round draft picks. Stars back. We have first round draft picks up and down the line. When Patrick Mahomes is uh, under pressure, he's only completing forty six percent of his passes. You can't do that by blitzing him because when you blitz him, he's completing seventy seven percent. So, you know, everyone knows how to beat Patrick Mahomes. It's just can you do it? So, you know, point blank period. You got to get pressure with your front four and. I think there's a lot of telling things that'll happen in this game, whether, you know, it'll be very clear from the onset if we're able to uh, kind of get over that hill of, uh, you know, playing with the Chiefs. We, we're we on the same talent level, but can, can we actually do it? Um, so, yeah, that, that wraps up that segment. Now let's move on to uh, our favorite, as always, the... Uh, the five-day forecast, and I made this cool little graphic that'll kind of drop us right there. Look at that. 
Ooh. All righty. <laughs> so uh, la- la- last week, uh, uh, it wasn't too great for you guys. Uh, you had a couple misses, but uh, that's okay. You got you got a chance to make up make up for it. I think the running total is I'm at 13 out of 20, and you both are 10 out of 20. So we'll get into our first question, and that will do we be do we Monday. need to do we need to audit those stats? <laughs> uh, you can, listen you want to you want to fact check them we'll get we'll get a facebook we'll get somebody hired at facebook to check them for us the bill herm the bills have more rushing yards than the chiefs cloudy cloudy okay cloudy. evan i'm gonna go cloudy as well with that simply because i do think that the Bills are going to try the same thing, invite them to run again. And the Bills aren't going to be super apt to run the ball. So there you go. I will agree with you with the first part, but I think we are going to run the ball and I'm going to go clear. So uh, you guys have a chance to catch up, uh, catch, <laughs> make up some ground. Uh, Herm, Allen does not turn the ball over. Clear. Oh, yeah. Evan, I already know your answer. Yep. Cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll turn uh, it over I'm... once somehow. Even if it's like, you know, two minutes left, the game's all wrapped up. He'll throw a pick or something or something. <laughs> some, some, oh. uh, yeah, I, I mean, mm, I I'm going to go cloudy. As, uh, I'm going to go cloudy as well because, uh, again, you never know what happens in the rain. That ball, that's a slippery ball. Who knows? Maybe uh what a, no, I'm not even gonna say it. No no finger issues in this this night game. No. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, uh yeah. Or or uh, yeah, Stafford. He because didn't he injure his finger too? Yeah, he little, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Compression. Well, and and let me say this about a half hour before we came on, the weather forecast over there now they're saying 60 degrees and it might rain in the second they've kind of cleared it and it may rain in the second half or not at all oh. so we shall find out so wait this is like, i'm at like, my like, weather i'm at my weather.gov herm I, the government yeah, doesn't okay. lie yeah yeah i hope i hope <laughs> i hope it doesn't rain but uh yeah yeah i had to go when, it, when i don't when you had weather in the script to, i had to go take a look and of uh, course yeah <laughs> of course I'd feel free uh, to yeah, I, I'd love to be a weatherman. You can get paid so well to be like wrong. Oh yeah, well, yeah, you're not wrong as long as you don't say zero or hundred. Yeah, really. The forecast. <laughs> the forecast. Our, that's it. Yeah, listen, we're, we're there. Um, Wednesday, Herm Knox extends his touchdown streak. Uh, I'm gonna say cloudy just because he's gonna get some attention paid to him more than he usually does. And I think our outside guys or Beasley will be getting touchdowns and Moss. So I say cloudy. All right. Cloudy. Um Evan. I'm gonna go with cloudy as well because I feel like their uh like our receivers match up better against their corners than Knox matches up against their linebackers. I'm a big fan of Willie Gay. I just yeah, he's, he's a, great a good player. Yeah, he's a great all-around player. I think he's really good. Um, and I think he, with like another couple of years, I think he could be a top linebacker in the league. Honestly, 
Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll control Knox. I'm gonna go clear. Uh, for some reason, I feel like Knox is gonna end up with double digit touchdowns this year, and I think we're gonna see a lot of those plays that we saw. We saw that RPO last week, and then that push pass in against Indianapolis where I, who knows if that was even supposed to happen, but I just think with the chemistry between those two, you know, when they, when they're when they try to run with Allen and he just kind of finds his way into open space, I, I can see something like that. And uh didn't, I don't know, was it a rush or was it a pass last year in the AFC championship? Wasn't it like a little pop pass um, in the AFC championship game to Knox? I'm. I remember it now. I remember it, but I can't remember how right. the play started. Exactly. Yeah, I don't either. It was one of those motions, but I don't know if it was behind. Yeah. If it was a pass or a handoff, technically. But yeah, I'm gonna go clear with that one. Uh, Herm for Thursday. Mahomes is sacked two or more times. Two or more. Two or more. I'm going clear right now. I think we're ready to get him. Evan. I'm going to go clear with that one as well. That's just a gut feeling. Let's no... make it a trifecta. Yeah. Uh, we can't uh, make up any ground. Yeah, so it's, this one's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah. Right. Uh, this one's my favorite one. Um, two or more unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Herm. On us? On it. Or all the, together. Or on both teams? Yes. Not nah, the, like combined. No, nah, no, nah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go two or more. Cloudy. I okay. think both teams will be a little disciplined. They know yeah. this game. This game's important for both. I agree. I'm going cloudy as well. That <laughs> was quick. Cloudy there. I like that one, Evan. <laughs> oh, I'm going clear. Uh, I think it's definitely going to get chippy. Uh, whether more so at the beginning and the end, depending on you know if it's a, especially if it's not close in the end. Um, I definitely think there's going to be like we saw last year. Well, originally I was going to say somebody gets ejected because <laughs> somebody should have been, somebody should have been ejected last year for throwing the punch. Uh, who was it? Was that Clark or Jones? Yeah, yeah, he threw the punch. You're right, and, and yeah. stayed in the game. You're right, Feliciano. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was going to go with the ejection, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. That's it's some good. of them. You got to get two penalty penalties to get ejected, unless you throw a punch. So I went with the Josh got a little chippy, right? You remember that? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We didn't bring up Okafor. He got the ball tossed at his head. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I completely forgot, but we still have time. Game predictions, Herm. Give us a score and uh and uh. I got us thirty-eight twenty-eight. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we're gonna win this game. Um, and then obviously, and then the other thing is, um, outside of the score, what, do, how do you expect this game to go? What, what type of vibe are you getting from it? Well, I've probably talked since last year and I think you, you know, that Travis, uh, I felt that Kansas city was the roadblock to us getting over the hump. They beat us in the regular season and then the championship game. So this is the metric people. There's been a lot of, oh, this is not a big game. It's week five. There's still a lot of, uh, but from a psychological standpoint, I feel we're ready now to get over that hump. It's a regular season game, but we could, we have an opportunity to go to 4-1 and beat Kansas City. 
and also put a third loss on them in the conference because uh, we're still I, we still look forward to that home field advantage. So I think right now our offense, I don't really I think our offense can score on any team in the league, and we seem to be getting better. I didn't even I don't feel we played well in the Houston game. There were the as I said we we're up sixteen zip. We should have put up sixty in that game. The game prior to that, Miami, we could have scored more points. Um, so I think I don't think anybody can really we can put up points on our offense can put up points on any team in the league. Now we're coming into a Kansas City defense which is wounded or weak, whichever word you want to use. So I, I think Kansas City is very they're off they're an offensive juggernaut. But if this game comes down to whoever can outscore each other, I believe that we can outscore Kansas City and win this game. That's why I went with 38-28. Well, I hope you're right for sure. Evan, uh, how do you think this game unfolds? And then give us a prediction. I think the Chiefs win 34-31. I'm sorry. That's okay. I just just think the Bills aren't quite ready yet. Right. How, how do you think the game will, will play out? Like, what do you, what are some of your expectations outside of the point total? Um, I feel like uh, Andy Reid's going to come up with something that none of us are really thinking of. And it's going to be like a, just a unique approach to the game. You know, I can say all I want about the Bills baiting the run, but Reid could come up with different weird play calls to, to neutralize that. And maybe even try to get a couple play calls going that can actually get them uh, a deep ball. Um, the Bills are the only team that haven't uh, given up a ball or a, a pass um, that's gone more than 20 yards in the air right. so far this yeah. year. Yeah. So I think that ends this week. But how much will be the question? Yeah, I mean, you're not off base at all. Um I think we'll finally get the back and forth game that we've expected. I think the last two games didn't really live up to the hype. Um, The first one was close, but it was like death by a thousand cuts and it was kind of a boring game. Second game got out of hand early. I think the bills are going to focus on the run more. And I think the bills are going to be able to stop the run. I think they're going to employ that. They're going to invite the team to uh, the Kansas city chiefs to run, but I think they're going to be able to stop it. I think a timely turnover and the uh, the last team with the ball wins. And as I'm going to go with the prediction, 31-27 Kansas City. I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to be disingenuous. You know, I, I just, I don't think, let me, let me just say this. I don't think that the Bills can't win. They can certainly win. Um, it's just with, with, the uncertainty of Milano playing, um, that's huge. Um, and also, if the Chiefs lose this game, just think of the impact that that's going to have on their season. That's right. You know, that's three, three conference games uh, that they lose. They're already last in their division. Uh, this is not just a, a talented team. This is an extremely well-coached team. And as much as we think the bills have you know need this game more you know from a fan perspective because again if they lose this game we're going to be like well if we can't beat them three times if we get three shots at them we can't beat them are we ever going to beat them i understand that 
but I think the implications for the Kansas City Chiefs are just higher. They need this game. You know, it's not it's early, obviously, but the implications as far as seeding, you know, even you know, they lose this game, you're talking wild card. You're not even talking you, you may not you may not even be talking division for a couple of weeks. So I think that um realistically at home, all those fans, those uh those uh seeding implications, I think is what you know, leads me to pick uh, Kansas City. But then again, that's why they play the game, right? That's why they play the game. <laughs> Herm, you got any closing uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, no. Uh, other than I, I think it's our time. I think our uh, we have the better defense. And as I just said, I believe that our offense right now is uh, moving into another gear and we can score on anybody. So we're up against a team right now, a defense that gives up a lot of points. This could be the game where uh, I don't feel I'm greedy. They can fulfill. <laughs> they can fulfill my greed. That would be great. I got them with 38, but I'd love to see us get in the 40s on Kansas City. Just sweet. Evan, <laughs> Evan, give us some uh, closing thoughts. Um. So I got a wedding on Saturday, and then I got Thanksgiving uh lunch on sunday thankfully i'm not gonna miss the game this week which is awfully nice um and i'm gonna be sitting at thanksgiving lunch super nervous about the result and i hope i'm uh and because of that i hope um i'm i'm not too quiet around my uh my mother and and, uh, my grandparents um so (laughs) so so um yeah i'm just i'm just hoping that I can have a good meal and then come home and watch the Bills kick some butt. That's right. Well, it's it interesting. While, while you're, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, you get, you get a football game on uh, Thanksgiving night. We get a football game on Thanksgiving night. It works out. Well, well yeah, technically, North te- technically, it's not Thanksgiving. It's no. technically Monday is Thanksgiving. Monday is, and that's my wife's you birthday. Would know. My wife's birthday oh, is Sunday. There we go. Ten ten. Oh. I told her she gets to watch the football game, Bill's football game with me, Trav, at home. I won't I'm be sure she's up. thrilled about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll just end it with this is you talk, we've been talking about the process for four years, four plus years. First, it was to get to the playoffs. Then it was, you know, to, to kind of rebuild. We got there a little early. We want to get rid of the dead cap. We wanted to build the culture. After that, we got a we got a legitimate playoff berth. We didn't we didn't win in the playoffs. Following year, we blew teams out. We didn't just win, we dominated. We got a couple of victories under our belt in the playoffs. Now the next step or the evolution is to beat the Chiefs. I mean, it, it <laughs> make it to the Super Bowl, you got to beat the Chiefs and I guess it's just the 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 slight pessimist in me that that gives us you know gives Kansas City the edge. I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, I was just trying to be objective, but realistically, we've taken that next step every single year. You know, this is this this trajectory that the Bills are on is very very linear and you know, who's to say that, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the game. But I'm sure we'll see them in the playoffs. And ultimately, this game doesn't matter as much because I'm sure we're going to see them again. But I just wanted to end with that is that we've we've always made that next step. And, uh, you know, the process is real. 
And uh, on that note, you know, I just will read off. Thank you for uh, tuning in, Kenny. We appreciate you uh, sticking around and enjoying the show. So, uh, you know, let's hope me and Evan are wrong. Let's uh, let's let's have Herm uh, on his high horse next next Friday. Uh, Until then, uh, keep it locked in with Cold Front Report. Go Bills. Go Go Bills. Bills.